guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to change the way the world eats. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm a certified nutritionist, health, nutrition, brain performance coach, and just someone with a lot of passion for helping you guys to learn how to use nutrition and other scientifically based, science-based tools and protocols to feel, look, and do your absolute best. And guys, um, when I'm talking on this podcast about science-based evidence or science-based protocols, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's been tested on hundreds and thousands of people and it is the end of all truths and it's never going to change. That's not exactly how science works. You know, uh, at some point in the past, we thought that, you know, all carbohydrates were making us fat or fats were making us fat. At some point, we thought that trans fats were okay. Um, And then we found out that they were killing people. And so we banned them from our food supply, right? At some point, um, there was baby formula that was killing babies until they found out that there were missing some key vitamins that we didn't know existed. And uh, once they started adding that to the formula, babies stopped dying uh, all that much from eating that formula, right? So the science is in the constant movement and progress. And what seems to be true today might be expanded, extended, and sometimes just wrong. We might not understand something, right? So the purpose uh, of what I'm saying right now is that you understand that you always want to test with yourself. Whatever protocol I recommend, please test it with yourself. And if something feels weird or off or you're not sure of, please do consult. Well, first of all, um, ask me if you actually understood what I said correctly, because all of us, you know, we understand things differently, judging it from our perspective, our um background, our education, um, from our experience. We just judge it everything from different perspectives. And that makes a difference. So when I say, um, I don't know, eat protein-rich foods, it can mean so many different things to so many different people. And I might mean like eat all of the complete proteins that our human body needs, but somebody just understand, well, some protein, I might eat beans, right? Um, This is just a simple example. But again, first, understand the science is a progress. And that's why there is also so much contradictory uh, advice. People reference different studies, different observations, different conclusions of the same data. We might gather as, you know, scientific community the same kind of data. We might look at the same data set and we might draw different conclusions. That's just how it is. So always when, especially when you are making a more important decision that can affect your health and your wellness, in a profound way, always don't forget to consult several sources, right? The Like, if you hear it from me, consult me if you're not sure. And if I'm not sure about something, I will tell you, okay, you should probably consult your physician or that another doctor if you have a special condition, right? Um, I don't usually advise things or amounts of, for example, supplements that might 
make a detrimental effect on a person. But you never know. You know, some people take already like so many supplements and medications and maybe they have some condition. And so please do consult your physician if you do have special conditions, if you are taking a lot of medications, because a lot of compounds just interact with each other in uh, these uh, unpredictable ways. And that is all, always the risk that you are, you know, taking if you just bundling things up without consulting anyone, like having medications and then a lot of supplements on top of them, just because you thought it's a good idea. Some supplements just don't work well together. It's like, you know, taking statins, but then on top of that, taking a lot, a lot of fish oil, and then your blood doesn't clot anymore. And maybe you get some internal bleeding. Who knows, you know, what can happen? So. Always make sure that you understand things. If there is doubt, please reach out, consult the person, uh, consult several sources. And also, always, if you have special conditions, guys, please be more careful before taking any action. And please do not just jump, you know, from zero to hero, not taking any supplements to then all of a sudden taking like 10 or 20. Uh, always introduce one thing at a time and see how it feels, you know, how your body, your mind, everything reacts. So that's the first piece of advice. Uh, and also understand here yeah, that the science is constantly evolving and there are very, very few things that are written truths in stone that will never change. Also understand this, guys. It's not like the scientists are wrong. It just... We don't have yet all the most perfect tools to measure and track everything. Again, we just find out about vitamins at the beginning of 20th century. Before, when people used to get uh, vitamin deficiencies and get negative health consequences like pellagra or there was something else. Like There were a lot of diseases. It was simple nutrient deficiencies. And now we know that those are deficiencies, not actually diseases. But we didn't know that, right? So it's always work in progress um, about everything. And um, if you're also struggling with some condition, um, we might not know the best solution for it yet. We might find out it you know, at some point in the future. And you might even discover it by yourself experimenting with things. But always do experiments in a smart way. Do one thing at a time and do it step by step, tracking your health in some way, in some objective way and performance. Also track that, your energy levels, how you feel in general. Uh, the second thing, guys, today uh, you're going to learn from my experience uh, what can be causing your uh, sleepless nights or anxiety after meals or feeling sleepy after food. And I'm going to share with you my experience, personal, and also what I noticed in people I worked with. I worked as a coach for more than a decade now. And I notice certain patterns in people when they do certain things and they get certain results. I'm like, aha, that seems to be common for a lot of people. And then I also do a lot of things myself, a lot of experiments with my nutrition and my lifestyle. It's also, aha, this worked like that. I wonder if it worked the same in other people. So I'm going to give you a few simple pieces of advice, what you can experiment with, actually real experiments, to see if that issue that you might be having when it comes to specifically today we're talking about sleepless nights or having bad quality sleep, um, anxiety caused by the foods you eat and usually you feel it after meals almost like immediately and maybe the next day and also kind of feeling sleepy and groggy after your meals like these are the things that you might be doing that might be contributing to that let's first address sleepless nights 
for me and for a lot of people, you're going to have a much worse quality of sleep if you consume caffeinated stuff closer to your bedtime. It is recommended to stop all of the caffeinated stuff eight to 10 hours before bed. Um, actually, caffeine has a shelf life, not shelf life, but life in your body for about 12 hours. So if you consume some uh, caffeine, let's say at 12 p.m., it's probably still some of it going to be in your system till 12 a.m. Some people are faster metabolizers. Some people are slower. You can actually do a genetic test for that. I haven't, but I think I'm not a fast metabolizer because if I drink caffeine even after 12 p.m., I already know that my sleep that night is not going to be the best. So Sleepless nights. Number one, your caffeine. And caffeine is not just coffee. It's also super dark chocolate. That's why I consume my chocolate in the morning also with my coffee. Uh, it's also energy drinks. It's also um, green tea or black tea also contain caffeine. Um, I believe it's like about one third of um, average uh, home-brewed cup of coffee that you'll find in green tea. Uh, black tea might have a little bit more, um, as I remember. So just make sure that you, uh, and a lot of supplements also that are for energy or fat burning might contain quite some caffeine. So check it all out and see whether you are consuming your caffeine. I recommend it, you know, at least 10 hours before bed. Just cut it out and experiment for... Um, I always recommend to... Do the experiment for three, four days to see the effect. Um, sometimes with things like caffeine or certain food items, it does take time to kind of cycle through your body, through your bloodstream, through your digestive system, um, and then out of your metabolism so you can feel how you actually feel without it, right? So three, four days each experiment. Caffeine, maybe... If you, like myself, go to bed 9, 10 p.m., maybe cut it out by 12 p.m. and see how you do. Everything, again, everything containing caffeine. Another thing that will cause you to sleep much, much worse is eating too close to your bedtime. Um, all foods kind of going to affect your metabolism closer to your bedtime. But specifically having a larger meal with protein and fat and carbohydrates, um, less than three hours, maybe two, you're pushing it, uh, you know, most people into healthy metabolism, healthy living, digestion, circadian rhythms, they say three hours before bed, just finish your eating by then. And why it's important, it affects your blood sugar, your uh, body still digesting, metabolizing nutrients if you eat closer to your bedtime. And you're just not going to be sleeping that well. Your body going to be working on the food stuff, on, again, digestion, metabolism of nutrients, of recycling certain things, your blood sugar is going to fluctuate more. These are just some of the practices that are going to be happening that are different when you eat food before bed and when you don't, food be don't eat food before bed. And, you know, balanced blood sugar, for example, is very important for the brain to maintain deep sleep throughout the night. So from my personal experience, um, I did you know, late night eating quite a few times. And from experience of my clients, your sleep will always going to be worse. You're going to be hotter. You're going to be waking up more. You're probably going to make more of trips to the bathrooms. You'll um, need more sleep. You'll wake up not as refreshed. Depending on that meal, on the composition, on how much of it, on when you ate it exactly, that all, of course, going to change it slightly. But sleepless nights, worse quality of night, time of your food really matters. So those two things I wanted to mention, they work 
across the board for most of the people the same way. Caffeine and your last meal eating. The second one, guys, we're going to address anxiety. What can potentially be giving you anxiety after meals? Believe it or not, a lot of restaurant meals will give you anxiety. For me, if I eat anything at all, prepare it with heated canola or seed oil or vegetable oil, however you want to call them, most restaurants use them because they're cheap, because they there is not really good data confirming that they are across the board harmful. But then again, again, trans fats were at some point were considered and everywhere uh, there were salt like different spreads of basically trans fats. And then we learned, you know, it might be contributing quite a lot to heart disease. So just saying, certain things are questionable. And just because there is no good data yet, and we don't know how to test for it, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I don't want to be, you know, one of those people who scare you. But I'm telling you from my experience and people I worked with, anxiety, you can be giving that to yourself by eating meals prepared with those heat heated seed oils. Usually it happens in restaurants for a lot of people, but I remember as a kid, it also gave me the same thing at home when my mom used to fry vegetables with that oil. And you think, well, your mom was frying vegetables. Like um, there was some type of not a cabbage, but squash that my mom used to cut and put the pieces into a mix of um, egg and oil and, you know, soil, some spices, and she would fry it in a lot of sunflower oil. You know, obviously, temperature was quite high, and I would eat a lot of this. And we thought, you know, it was healthy, egg, vegetables, but I would always feel like really kind of like itchy and cranky and antsy. At that time, I couldn't like put my finger on it. But as I grew up, I learned that whenever I eat fried foods in those vegetable oils, and it's not about omega-6s, it's just something happens to those oils specifically while they cook with them. That in a lot of people, especially if you have a more sensitive gut and immune system and you are struggling with some autoimmunity, it might be causing anxiety in you too, especially if you might be already gluten sensitive. And you know, like your gut isn't the most robust ones and it's just more sensitive to stuff. So what can be causing anxiety after meals? Eating temp takeout, eating restaurant meals, uh, fried or cooked with those vegetable oils. And there is this specific smell that all these meals have. So try for three, four days, not eat anything cooked with those oils. If you go to a restaurant, don't have anything, again, cooked with oil. That's my best shortcut. Or maybe even better, get some meal delivery or cook at home for three, four days. If you do use those oils at home, eliminate them for three, four days. Instead, you can use coconut oil, virgin, um, butter, real butter, no like, you know, nothing fake, just real fats. Uh, coconut oil, butter, you can use olive oil, you can use avocado oil. Um, don't use super high temperatures, it's just not good for food in general, but don't specifically pay like super huge attention to that. Um, the most important thing, try to avoid those oils, heated oils in restaurant meals for three, four days and see how you feel. Again, all of these foods and also a lot of snacks contain those oils and a lot of snacks are prepared in a way that they use a lot of heat. 
right? So eliminate anything that has peanut oil, canola oil, I don't know, vegetable oil, and anything that could have been potentially heated and cooked or packed with usage a lot of temperature. Eliminate that for three, four days and see how you feel. For me and a lot of my clients, a lot of my clients happen to have uh, metabolism that is a little bit off or guts that are a little bit off. And most of them are sensitive to those meals. They either feel anxious or cranky or sometimes even depressed. So check that out. If you have any questions, as we talked about in the beginning of this episode, please do reach out and consult me. And if you're not sure whether that meal or that snack qualifies for that vegetable oil, heated vegetable oil snack or food, reach out um, on Instagram. I'm especially responsive. DM me and you can find the link to my Instagram in the show notes. And the last, but definitely not least, is sleepiness after meals. You know, you eat something and you're like, you felt all energized or at least in, in very good place. And all of a sudden, you like sleepy. You don't want to do the work. Everything is hard. It's hard to focus, to concentrate, to learn. Um, you're just a little bit off. And it happened after your meal. You were kind of okay before your meal. You feel sleepy and lower on energy, hard to focus, hard to concentrate. A few things might be causing that. Obviously, eating a meal that is super huge um, might be causing that. We already talked about that on this podcast. When you eat big meals, most of the blood, well, not most of it, but a lot of it, going to go to your digestive system to help your digestive system to digest the nutrients, absorb them, metabolize them, uh, do the recycling or removal of stuff that is unwanted. So a lot of work going to be happening there, right? So your blood going to go from your brain to your gut, literally. And it's going to be harder for you to concentrate to do work. And yes, your body will kind of tell you, you know, we're going to make you feel sleepy. So you just sit down while we need to do that work, processing this huge meal that you just gave us. That's exactly what's happening. You can't really counteract that. That's one reason. The other reason is eating either too much processed carbs that make your blood sugar go up and then go down and you feel sleepy. If you eat a lot of pasta or pizza and just a lot of it, not accompanied by um, a lot of vegetables and a good amount of protein and the pasta is like pure white pasta or bread that made from white flour, you're going to feel sleepy. Uh, Now, obviously, if you have a small bite of pasta or a bite of bread or a small bite of pizza and on top of it you eat a lot of vegetables and a lot of other good stuff, that that probably will not happen. So the amount matters. But if you do eat a lot of processed carbs or maybe you consume a drink with a lot of sugar or you um, eat a lot of processed fats that are quite heavy on digestion and by processed I mean in liquid form. So if your meal contains a lot, a lot of fat, a lot, a lot of butter or oil, fats are quite, they don't affect your blood sugar so much, but they are very, very difficult to digest, especially if you do not consume enough fiber with it to move it through your digestive tract. 
fat really slows down stuff in your digestive system. And sometimes it's good when you combine, you know, maybe some carbohydrates with a source of fat and protein, and all of that slows down the release of different fuels and your blood sugar is more stable. But also if you consume too much of that fat or fatty foods and there is very little fiber, your body has to digest all of that and it's going to take time and it's very heavy work for your body, right? So a lot of fat also might make you feel sleepy and lethargic. Um, and combinations of food that don't really work well together, that are heavier on digestion, maybe a lot of protein, like maybe chicken or fish, and then a lot of beans, and at the same time, a lot of fat, like all of this, a lot of it, not necessarily even a lot of it, but just all of these heavier on digestion foods together might also be causing your sleepiness. So what's the recommendation here? Don't have huge meals, right? Um, have a meal that is average size, especially if you need to keep working. Like if, you, for example, you're having your dinner and you know that it's good timing before your bedtime and you're not going to be, be doing all that much, you know, work, maybe you can have a little bit, you know, lead way here and experiment with heavier foods combinations. But if it's your lunch, just have a good amount of protein, uh, lean proteins, are easy on digestion, they, they will require less energy, and they will um, help you to feel lighter. So leaner proteins are leaner fish, like maybe tuna or whitefish in general, or leaner cuts of meats, um, or, you know, leaner cuts of chicken, like chicken breast instead of chicken thighs, um, or if you just, yeah, if fish, you know, salmon is on the fattier side, whitefish is on the leaner side. Um, if you decide to have some fatty foods, like maybe avocados, maybe instead of whole huge avocado, maybe have a quarter. It will make the whole total amount of uh, calories and fat in your system less, and that will make the digestion easier. And then also accompany that with a lot of fibrous vegetables, like broccoli or Brussels sprouts, um, or salad greens. Salad greens are especially great to make your digestion easy. But also, don't go crazy. And if you've never eaten vegetables, don't load up your whole plate with a pound of vegetables and eat it all. And yes, you're also going to feel lethargic and sleepy because this is just too much work for your specific digestive system. So have a reasonable meal, have some something that is has a lot of fiber, hopefully also a lot of colors like vegetables, um, have something protein, have some protein that is on a leaner size. Again, if after that meal, you don't want to be feeling sleepy and have some fat, especially from whole foods like nuts and seeds, avocados, but not too much of it. And <clears throat> that in most cases will prevent all of the um, other, you know, sleepy and fatigue and groggy energy issues after your meal. That's what worked for me, still working and working for most of the people I worked with. Just understand that your digestion, the substances you put on your body, they affect your metabolism and every single system in your body. So if you're not feeling good after a certain meal, and you've been noticing it for a while, then have a different meal. And today, you got quite you got quite a few guidelines of what actually works for most people. If you're not sure about any specific meal, and you have an issue that you're always experiencing about, about this meal, 
then also ask me. Some foods also just don't work for some people, like dairy products. I love yogurt, I love Greek yogurt, but it doesn't work for a lot of people who are not doing that well with dairy. Or I didn't do well with grains, some people do okay with grains sometimes, even really good with whole grains, right? You just never know. So, but I do have a lot of experience working with people. And so if you give me a meal and your issue, I'm probably going to tell you what might be wrong with that specific meal. Plus, I dig quite deep into the science of food combining. Like food combinations, they matter for your digestion, how easy it goes, how much or how little energy it gets, and how energized you feel after your meals. Because after all, our digestion is one of the most energy-consuming processes in our whole body. You know, it's one of the major processes in our body. If we don't get nutrients, we die. As simple as that. So reach out, share this episode with people who might be experiencing a lot of negative side effects caused by their meals, inappropriate timing, amounts of combinations. Share this podcast with them or the advice that you learned, or maybe you are the cook in the house. So maybe apply that to your cooking and ask people who eat your food, like, how do you feel? How do you feel, you know, after this meal or that meal? Don't forget to reach out with any questions. If you have any doubts, always consult other people, guys, before fully jumping on board and almost killing yourself. You know, I did quite a lot of experiments that didn't go that well, but um, luckily I was sensible enough to, to always have objective piece of data that would guide me to not you know, just lead myself into oblivion. So have that, you know, common sense. You need it. And that's why you have this brain. And have an awesome weekend, guys. I'm finishing my book this weekend. On Monday, I'm going to be left-only editing. So stay tuned. I'm going to be updating you on all the processes, uh, all the progress with my book. I actually renamed it Feet and Focus Brain Body Manual uh, for Nomads and Remote Pros. And there's going to be subtitles. So it's all and everything the most important what you've been learning on this podcast put into book. And it's going to be around 100 pages. And then I'm going to ask you guys for a lot, a lot of feedback. I'm also going to be posting a lot of chapters uh, on my blog on Substack Brain Breakthrough. So if you want to check that out, also reach out on Instagram. And I've been rambling for a while. So guys, I'm going to let you go. Don't forget for sleepless nights, manage your caffeine and your food timing before bed. For anxiety, make sure uh, you don't eat anything fried uh, or take out anything cooked with oil or snacks made with oil, heated oils. If you're not sure, reach out. For not having sleepy and groggy times after your meals and your energy going all the way down and you just wanting to take in a nap. Also, Remember, no heavy meals, try to avoid too much processed carbs, too much fat in general, and have easier food combinations. And that's it, guys. Have an awesome weekend, and till next time, eat better daily.